There's no debating that it's from the Lord. There's no opinions that you can give. Now, therefore, says the Lord. How many of you are glad the Lord speaks and the Lord is alive? We don't serve a dead God. We don't serve a dead God. Every other faith, every other religion is calling out on gods that can't do anything for them. They're talking to animals. They're talking to trees. They're talking to people. They're talking to gods that don't even exist. But how many of you know Jesus Christ is alive and he is well? And just as he spoke here, he is speaking in the 21st century. And what is he saying to the United States of America? Would you tell me? Why don't you read it? What does it say? What does it say? Come on, everybody, you got Bibles. Turn to me with all of your heart, with fasting and weeping and mourning. If you notice here, he doesn't say turn to politics. He doesn't say turn to the Democrats or Republicans or independents. There's only a 17% approval rating. I'm not turning to them. I'm not turning to Wall Street. I'm not turning to money. I'm not turning to the occult. I'm not turning to the occult. I'm not a Libra. I'm not a Scorpio. I am a born-again believer through the blood of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I'm not turning to the occult. Don't you dare read that garbage. Hello, don't you dare read that garbage. You're blood-bought. You say, I need to know my future. Why are you going to a newspaper? Why are you going to a witch when you can go to the King of Kings and Lord of Lords and find out what your future is? Come on, tear all that stuff up. Get it out of your house. Get that fat Buddha out of your house. Pastor, do you still hide all the Buddhas? I sure do. Went to Home Goods. They had Buddhas out. I hid it behind a picture of Jesus. How many of you know? No Buddhas, no fat Buddhas. You say it's just a statue. Demons can just haunt you through a statue also. You say you're crazy. No, I'm right on. You just need to believe God's word. I'm not turning to the occult. I'm not turning to people's opinions. I'm not turning to the internet. I'm not turning to the news that's on TV. I'm not turning to drugs. And I don't care if they say marijuana is legal. It still alters your mind. Don't smoke marijuana. I'm not turning to marijuana. There's only five people clapping. Do we have a lot of marijuana smokers? Thursday night service. Don't turn to marijuana. Don't turn to prescription drugs. Don't turn to Budweiser. Don't turn to alcohol. Who does he say to turn to? Turn to me. Turn to the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your mind. It is repentance. It is a turning away from our sins and turning to the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We need to turn away from our sins, and we need to turn to the Lord. There are so many issues in today's society. There's gun control issues. There's division among race issues. There's immigration issues and more. But the main issue to discuss is not gun issues. Hey, get off the Internet and Facebook and quit talking about gun issues and talking about division. If you're going to put something on the Internet and Facebook, put something on there about Jesus because guess what? You can discuss all that stuff. You're going to go nuts. But we got the answer. Does anybody know what the answer is? Come on, Juan, get that up there. Come on, Spanish, Greek, English. How many of you know Jesus is the answer? Jesus is the answer. I put something on Facebook. I said, it's good to discuss all this stuff, but it's a big soap opera. How many of you know Jesus is the answer to the race problems? Jesus is the answer to all the problems that are going on? Just think all the shootings that just took place. Nine people killed in Dayton, 20-some killed in El Paso, and they don't even talk about seven that were killed in Chicago because it wasn't a mass murder, but they had the biggest, biggest weekend of shootings in Chicago in the history of Chicago. Seven killed and 52 people wounded in Chicago 
Chicago, Illinois, in our big city, you say, what is going on? When people turn away from the Lord, when you turn away from spiritual things, when you turn away from the Bible, there's going to be corruption, there's going to be chaos, there's going to be immorality. So guess what Joel said? Don't turn to those old things. Politicians can't totally help you. The, the uh, military can't totally help you as great as they are. All the things that are going on can't help you. Turn to the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Repent of our sins, all of us, and our nation. And how many of you know God will do something in our nation? Come on, everybody give the Lord praise. Would you do that? Verse 14, look what he says in verse 14. Who knows if the Lord will turn and relent and leave a blessing behind him? How many of you are glad that if we turn to the Lord and if our nation would turn to the Lord right now, how many of you know there would be a huge blessing that would come? Anybody like blessings? Wouldn't that be awesome to turn on the news and the anchor says, I got nothing bad to say. There's been no murders. There's been no people that have been shot to death. There's been no crime. What is happening? All we have to report today is that there's blessings in Chicago and blessings in Pasco County. What is happening? Our nation is turning to Jesus. How many of you families want to be blessed? Your finances, your marriage, your kids, whatever. Turn to Jesus. Turn to Jesus. Now, when we turn to Jesus, there's a lot of blessings. Let's look if we can here at, at uh, Joel chapter 2. Let's look at verses 28 and 29. It will come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit on just a few people. I'll pour out my spirit on people that are close to me. I'll pour out my spirit on what? If you want it. I only got three I want it. Anybody? I love that back there. I don't know who that was. That's awesome. <laughs> Settle down, Tom. <laughs> that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your old men, everybody over 70, shall dream dreams. Your young men under 70 shall see visions. I'm glad I had a vision last night. And also on my men, and on my ladies, aren't you glad, ladies, that the Holy Spirit's being poured out on you? Do you real, can you believe some people teach that women can't preach or do anything? All they can do is be in a Sunday school class. Well, what do they do in a Sunday school class? They teach the Word of God. But not in the sanctuary. That's not what my Bible says. My Bible says women are going to prophesy. What does the word prophesy mean? It means inspired speaker. They're going to preach the precious word of God. I got news for you guys. If the Lord won't use guys and if guys won't be used, he'll raise up a donkey, he'll raise up an animal, he'll raise up the ladies, he'll raise up somebody to preach God's word because he wants God's word to go out. I'm going to pour out my spirit in those days, and I'm going to show wonders in the heavens and in the earth and blood and fire and pillars of smoke. The sun will be turned into darkness, the moon into blood, before the great and terrible day of the Lord, and it shall come to pass, I love this, that whosoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. I want to share a little bit tonight about the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. The outpouring of the Holy Spirit is many outpourings. It's not a one-time event. What he's referring to here, the book of Joel is referring to Acts chapter 2 where the Holy Spirit was poured out and all of a sudden 120 people were in the upper room. It was the first church service. Do you realize there were 500 people that attended the church and only 120 showed up? How many of you know there were, three, I believe, 380, is that right? 380 sat home watching SpongeBob SquarePants. <laughs> 120 went to church. And guess what happened to the 120? 120. 
Acts chapter 2, the Holy Spirit fell upon them like fire. And it says they began to speak in other tongues. And just like the Cuba team just got touched by going to Cuba, these people got touched and they turned the world upside down. Aren't you glad tonight that you're not sitting home watching TV? Even though you might be a little bit tired, it's better to be a little bit tired and be in the house of the Lord and praise Him and get some healing and get some encouragement than sitting home on the couch watching SpongeBob. Isn't that true? That's true. Acts chapter 2, verses 1 to 21, the Holy Spirit was poured out. Now remember, when it says here, I will pour out my spirit, it's talking about many outpourings until the Lord comes back. In Acts chapter 2 and verse 1, there was an outpouring in Jerusalem. In Acts chapter 10, verses 44 to 48, the Gentiles received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Do we have any Gentiles tonight? Aren't you glad that the Lord loves the Gentiles and those that are Jewish? And he poured out on the Gentiles the Holy Spirit. In Acts chapter 19, verses 1 to 6, he poured out his Spirit on the church at Ephesus. So there's been all of these different outpourings of the Holy Spirit throughout history. The history of the church, the Azusa Street Revival. Some of you might not have heard these. Just Google it and look at the revivals that have happened in Christianity. The Azusa Street Revival in 1906 in California. How many of you know California needs an outpouring of the Holy Spirit? Woo! Oh, my goodness. I'm surprised the Lord hasn't chopped it off and it's heading toward Japan. Azusa Street, 1906. The Great Awakening, George Whitfield and Jonathan Edwards, 1734 to 1743. The Urban Revival in Chicago with D.L. Moody in the 1800s. And then the Jesus Movement, that's when I got saved, in the 60s and the 70s, where the Lord poured out His Spirit upon college campuses. Oh, I know college campuses might be the den of liberalism in a lot of them, but God, I've been praying for every college campus, even the one I graduated from. God, pour out Your Spirit upon every college campus. Let it happen, Lord. Let it happen. And the Lord has been pouring out His Spirit here at CCWC. 30 people last week approximately received the baptism of the Holy Spirit with speaking in tongues. And guess what? One of the things you need to understand about receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit with speaking in tongues, God has His perfect time for you to receive it. When we pray for you tonight, I just want you to understand, you're going to pray for us tonight? Yes, we're not going to force it. You can't force anything on anybody. I wouldn't do that, that's for sure. But if you came down, if you come down tonight, and for some reason you might not receive speaking in tongues, don't leave discouraged. Just say, Lord, there's a perfect timing for me to receive. How many of you know there was a perfect timing for you to be born again and be saved? You couldn't have gotten saved one minute or one hour before you got saved. No matter what anybody did, that's why I don't force anybody to be saved. I ask them if they say no, just say, God bless you, and one of these times it's going to happen. So even last week, if you came forward, you say, Pastor, I didn't receive. You know what I did at Purdue? I just kept going down to the altar and going down to the altar and going down to the altar. It took me a year and a half to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. How many of you know it wasn't God's fault? It was my fault because I was raised against it, and I was raised as it was and true and right, so I had to get all that religion, all that garbage out of my brain, but guess what I did every Sunday? I went down to the altar. They, they knew my name. They knew my social security number. They knew everything about me. Here comes Bill Strayer. They didn't even ask me what I want. Lay hands on him. Maybe today it's the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and it wasn't, but guess what? I said, I'm not giving up because I know it's biblical, and I know it's true, and I know it's right, and I know it's going to happen, and I know God wants me to have everything that he has in his Bible for me, so I kept going down and going down and going down, and guess what finally happened? I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. So you will receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It's God's perfect timing. So even tonight, come and be prayed for. We're believing that this is your time because how many of you know it could be your time tonight? 
It was the time for 500 in the upper room, but only 120 showed up. And all 120 received. When we pray for you, we're not going to do anything weird. There's a lot of weird things in charismatic churches. A lot of weird people in charismatic churches. And guess what happens? People look at the weirdness instead of looking at the Bible and the good stuff that the Lord has. So it's very, very important they understand that charismatic churches, like we are, believing in the baptism of the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues. How many of you know you can believe in a good, solid doctrine? You can make sure it's functioning properly and functioning right. And I always tell people, you don't put your eyes on people that are saved because how many of you know there's a lot of people that are saved that don't have the baptism of the Holy Spirit that are weird? And you don't look at that person, boy, that person is saved, I know it, but they're weird, so guess what? I'm giving up my salvation. I want nothing to do with salvation anymore because they're weird. No, no, no. Just because they're weird and they're saved, that's okay. You're just weird and saved. I still love you. I'm praying for you, but I'm not giving up my salvation for anybody. So why do we look at somebody that has the baptism of the Holy Spirit? Why do we look at somebody that has the baptism of the Holy Spirit and speaks in tongues and they are weird? I want nothing to do with that because if they're weird, the whole thing's weird. Why don't you say this? Just because somebody has the baptism of the Holy Spirit and they're weird doesn't mean that I have to be weird. Doesn't mean that I don't have to go after it. I don't know about any of you. I'm still this way. I want everything in the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. Everything. There's somebody else who wants everything. There's somebody else who wants everything. Anybody else want everything? I mean, I want everything. I want joy. I want peace. I want patience. I want love. I want the gifts of the Spirit. I want speaking in tongues. I want Jesus. Come on, I want his goodness. I want his mercy. I want healing. I want deliverance. Does everybody want everything? Everything. How many of you, as far as you know, you have never spoken in tongues since being saved? Can I see your hand lifted? I'm not going to do anything, so how many of you have never spoken in tongues? I believe tonight is going to be your night. You say, well, I went down last week. Well, you're going to give up so easy. Tonight could be your night. You say, wonder if I don't receive. So what? Go home and say, Lord, I just didn't receive. But guess what? I'm going to keep asking. How many of you, the Bible says, keep asking and you will receive. Keep knocking and the door will be open. Keep going after it and God will eventually come through for you. How many of you know you're not always healed on the spot, but God's going to bring healing to you? Come on, how many of you know your problems aren't already solved just like that when you pray? But how many of you know God's going to solve your problem? Now, a lot of people say, I just don't know if it's the Lord's will for me to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit and speak in tongues. Come on. <laughs> Every good gift is from the Father. It's a good gift. It's His will for you to be saved. It's His will for you to be filled with the Holy Spirit. It's your will to have everything that is found in this Bible that is solid and real and doctrinally correct, which it all is. Why would you think it's not the Lord's will? Do you think it's just for an elite group of people? It says here in Joel, didn't we read it? I'm going to pour out my spirit upon who? Every man, every woman, every child, every youth. And here's what it is. If you want it, you can have it. If you don't want it, guess what? You don't have to have it. How many of you understand the only way that you're going to get to heaven is to be born again through the blood of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? You need to understand that the baptism of the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues only comes to those individuals who are saved and born again already. There is false doctrine out there that says you have to speak in tongues to be able to go to heaven. That is false doctrine. Don't you believe that one ounce? How many of you know you don't have to do anything to get to heaven except repent of your sins and come to the Lord and be born again and saved? I'm going to heaven not because I speak in tongues. I'm going to heaven not because I'm a preacher. I'm going to heaven because I've been saved through the blood of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. How about you? 
If you never speak in tongues, guess where you're going? All the way to heaven. All the way to heaven. But you know what? I need that power from on high. Do any of you need that power from on high? The outpouring of the Holy Spirit, it says here in Joel, is not going to be a drip. It's going to be a full blast. When it says here, I will pour out my spirit, it is talking about not a drip. It's talking about opening up the fire hydrant. That's what it's referring to. And the outpouring of the Holy Spirit here, if you notice, it says that it is going to happen in the last days. And it shall come to pass, I will pour out my Holy Spirit on all flesh. At the end of verse 29, in those days. In what days? In the last days. That's why we need a full blast of the Holy Spirit. We need salvation. That's what gets us to heaven. If you never receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit and speak in tongues, whatever, guess what? You're still going to heaven. I got another one for you. If you reject it and say, I don't want anything to do with it, how many of you know you're still going to heaven? Because you get to heaven through the blood of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. But I don't know about you, but in the days that we are living in today, I need a full blast of the Holy Spirit. Anybody ever, has anybody recently or in the last, I would say a couple years more than ever, especially now, just felt your stress level go up just a little bit? A little anxiety, anybody a little anxiety out there? Can I see your hands lifted up in there? Just don't worry, I'm not going to point you out or anything. Look at all the hands. Everybody look around, look at all the hands. Did you see the news the other day, yesterday? Did you see what happened in New York City? A motorcycle backfired in the middle of Manhattan. He was just driving down the road, and it went, <coughs> the people panicked. Because you know what somebody said? It's on the news. You can read it. You can get the video on the Internet. People panicked because somebody said, somebody's shooting. It was a motorcycle backfiring twice. But people were running into stores and running down the street. I sat there. I said, this is unbelievable. Don't tell me there's not any high stress. Don't tell me there's not any high anxiety. Don't tell me that if any of us heard a noise like that, we might not run, but we might think, is something happening? So guess what? We don't need a drip any longer. We don't need just a little bit of the Holy Spirit any longer. We need a full blast fire hydrant turned on blast of the Holy Spirit to get us through these times that we live in. Hello, is anybody here tonight? Anybody want a full blast? Come on, how many of you are glad that full blast will give you peace? It'll give you joy. It'll give you strength. It'll give you hope. It'll give you victory. Come on, let's see the V sign. Did that in the Jesus movement. The outpouring of the Holy Spirit is for everyone. The Lord is inclusive, all kinds, all sizes, all colors, all countries, all personalities, all backgrounds, all ages. He's not a respecter of persons. Pastor Strayer, why do you believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues? For one reason, it's in the Bible. Is that too simple? I don't believe in it because I learned something at cemetery. I'm sorry, seminary. <laughs> I don't believe in it because I read a book. I don't believe in it because I saw something on the internet from somebody that I don't know that wrote an article about something in Christianity. I've read my Bible from Genesis to Revelation. And the only reason I believe in anything is because it is found here in the precious word of God. So why wouldn't I accept something that is found in God's word? I accept everything else that's found in God's word. I believe that Noah built a boat. How many of you believe Noah built a boat? And you don't believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit? 
I believe Noah built this big boat, and he whistled, and all the animals came and got on this boat. But I don't believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues. Hello? Does anybody believe that Elisha, I think it was Elijah, excuse me, threw the head of an axe into the water and it floated? How many of you believe that? Oh, come on. Try it. Just do it in your pool. Everybody put their, you believe, and you don't believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit with speaking in tongues, and you believe an axe head can float? Do you believe Jesus walked on water? Come on, do you believe that Daniel was in a lion's den among all those lions, and an angel came down from heaven and shut their mouths, and nothing happened to him, and they hadn't eaten for days? Do you believe in three men in a fiery furnace that went in there, and the furnace was turned up, and they never got burnt? How many of you know that's all true? And how many of you know if that's all true, then it's also true about the Holy Spirit falling in Acts chapter 2, and he not only fell then, he can fall tonight. Isn't that right, Stephen? Even Stephen believes that. i got to be nice to Stephen. He's got a cane. Looks like he's going to hit me with that. So Now I want to look you all in the eyes and say this night, you either believe the Bible or you don't. You either believe the whole Bible or you don't. How can you be a Christian and say, well, I believe this part, but I'm not sure about this part, and this part's for today, but that part's not for today. This part counts, but this part doesn't count. And no, 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 I I couldn't preach that way. I couldn't believe that way. I wouldn't be a born-again believer. All I can say is I'm a simple man from Genesis to Revelation. It's all relevant. It's all for today. It's all true. It's all right. You got to believe it. You got to receive it. If you don't want to receive it, that's your choice. I'm going to receive it all. Anybody going to receive it all? We are not to be led by emotions. We are not to be led by feelings. We are not to be led by experiences. We are to be led by God's Word. No matter what a pastor says, no matter what a seminary or Christian professor says, no matter what a denomination says, no matter what I say, we are to believe in speaking in tongues and the baptism of the Holy Spirit because it is in the Bible. But Pastor Strayer, it is not for today. I can look you in the eyes. Prove it from the Word. You cannot prove it. You just heard it and you swallowed it. Prove it. Prove it. And if you're going to prove something in the Bible, you've got to give me more than just one little word with a comma after it. You've got to give me scripture after scripture after scripture. You prove that it's not for today, and I can look you in the eyes because go what? I've looked at every scripture. You can never prove that the baptism of the Holy Spirit isn't for today. That is man-made doctrine. That is not Bible doctrine. Jesus said, I'm the same yesterday, I am the same today, and I am the same forever. I am the same forever. Turn with me, if you would, please, to John chapter 1. You say, well, Pastor Strayer, that's talking about Jesus. That's not talking about the baptism of the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues. No, it is talking about the baptism of the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues. You say, how do you know that? As you're in John 1, verse 25. I know that because guess who baptizes people in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues? Jesus. Have you ever heard somebody say this, the baptism of the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues is of the devil? No, have you ever heard that? I've heard that all the time. It's fine people's opinions, and guess what I do? I turn to these scriptures and say, what you're saying then is Jesus is the devil. Because when you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues, guess who baptized you in the Holy Spirit? Jesus. If it was bad, would he give it to you? 
No, if it was from the devil, would it happen? A lot of people say, well, maybe that language is, from, is demonic, you know, and you're just making it up. No, Jesus baptizes you in the Holy Spirit. He is the baptizer, and he gives you speaking in tongues, and he gives you a wonderful and a beautiful gift, and all you have to do is receive it. It's totally free. Isn't that wonderful? Totally free. Let's look what it says here. The next day, John saw Jesus coming toward him, and he said, Behold the Lamb of God, John 1, 29, who takes away the sin of the world. This is he of whom I said, After me comes a man who is preferred before me, for he was before me. I did not know him, but that he should be revealed to Israel. Therefore I came baptizing with water. John bore witness, saying, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove, and he remained upon him. I did not know him, but he who sent me to baptize with water said to me, Upon whom you see the Spirit descending and remaining on him, this is, who, this is he who... Come on, everybody read it. This is he who what? Hello? Who's going to baptize you in the Holy Spirit tonight? No, Pastor Tony is when he lay. No, Pastor Tony can't do anything for you except just lay hands on you and pray, Lord, baptize them in the Holy Spirit. And if it's his time to do it, guess what? You're going to receive. If for some reason it's not his time, make it simple. You're not going to receive. It doesn't mean God has abandoned you, whatever. There's a perfect time for the Lord to receive and not receive something. Just surrender to the Lord. But I'm a very positive person, and I believe that tonight could be your night to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. How many of you know God could do that for you if that's his desire? Turn with me, if you would, please, to Acts chapter 1 and verse 8. Acts chapter 1 and verse 8. The outpouring of the Holy Spirit is going to happen. I love it in the book of Joel. You're turning to Acts 1.8. I love it in the book of Joel where it says in chapter 1 and in chapter 2 that the Lord is going to pour out His Spirit. It's a good message for many of you if you like to teach the word, the I wills of God. He says, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I will come again. There's several I wills that he says. Here's one that he says, I will pour out my Holy Spirit. How many of you understand when God says he will do something, he's going to do it? And how many of you know a nuclear bomb can't stop it from happening? Nothing can stop it. Acts chapter 1 and verse 8. When the Lord pours out his Holy Spirit, you have to accept everything that comes along with the outpouring. And in Acts 1 and verse 8, look what it says. But you, born-again believer... This is after you're saved. You shall receive what? Power. When who comes on you? Now, when is that going to take place? You teach me. Acts chapter 2. Jesus said, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you're going to receive power. You're going to be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. So let's look what happened at chapter 2, verse 1. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were with one accord in one place. I always say it. I got to say it again. They drove a Honda, one accord. Here we go. And suddenly there came a sound. People still laugh, so I'll do it till you don't laugh. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind. It filled the whole house where they were sitting. There appeared to them divided tongues as a fire. Now, I'm not saying that when you get baptized in the Holy Spirit tonight that fire is going to land on you and there's going to be a wind that comes through. But if you would like me to make a wind noise just so it sounds good, I'll do it for you. <laughs> Then there appeared to them divided tongues as a fire, and one sat upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to what? As who gave them utterance? Yeah, the Holy Spirit. It's not something you're making up. It's not something you're babbling. The Holy Spirit gives you an, uh, gives you an utterance. 
And guess who was in, one of, guess who one of the people was that was in the 120? The Virgin Mary. The mother of Jesus was in the 120. So guess what? The mother of Jesus spoke in tongues. Isn't that awesome? You believe that? Guess who else spoke in tongues? The Apostle Paul. He says in 1 Corinthians 14, 18, I'm glad I speak in tongues more than all of you talking to the Corinthian church. How many of you love the Bible? How many of you love Ephesians and Galatians and Colossians? Come on, do you like 1 Timothy and 2 Timothy and Titus and Philemon or Philemon, however you do it? Sounds like a piece of steak. How many of you just, how many of you love the, what else, Romans? You like the book of Romans? Well, how can you read them? I don't believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I'm not even sure it's true, and I don't want anything to do with it, whatever. Well, how can you read those books when somebody who spoke in tongues wrote them? Hello? I'm giving you something to chew on. Paul wrote Romans. Paul wrote Ephesians. Paul wrote Colossians. Paul wrote Philippians. Paul wrote 1 Timothy. Paul wrote 2 Timothy. Paul wrote Titus. And guess what? He spoke in tongues more than the whole Corinthian church, and they were out of balance. So if you don't agree with it, how can you even read one-third of the Bible? A tongue talker wrote it. And Jesus baptizes everybody in the Holy Spirit. So if you don't like tongues and the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you've got to push Jesus away. And he's sitting there tonight, don't push me away. I'm giving you what? Power. You see, there's a lot that comes with the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And one of the things that comes with the outpouring of the Holy Spirit is power. Don't I have good guns? I'm looking for him. I don't got anything up there. <laughs> I got nothing up there. A little flab going on. They did an MRI of my brain last week. They didn't find anything at all, so I don't know what's going on with my life here. And you shall receive what? I think some of you know this. I've taught it for years. What English word do we get for the word power? Dynamite. When you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, are you ready? <laughs> What's his name? Pardon? Derek? I don't know what Derek just received there, but he jumped out of his seat about five feet. Maybe a little Holy Spirit power, a little bit of emotion. <laughs> Derek, do you have, have you ever spoken in tongues, Derek, before? Tonight, you're, you're going to the gods. Yeah. Tonight. It's already started. It's the word dynamite. It's the word duminous. How many of you would love, the word actually means miraculous power. How many of you would love some miraculous power flowing through you that you could lay hands on the sick that they could be healed? Wouldn't that be wonderful? That's one of the blessings of receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues. Another thing that you're going to receive, it says here when there's the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, you will have a greater life of dedication. You say, how'd you get that from verse 8? Well, look what it says. This will be the last one, then I'll let you go. But you shall receive power, dunamis power, miraculous power, when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be what? Witnesses. What English word do we get from the word witness? Martyr. So when you receive the Holy Spirit and the power of the Holy Spirit, you are going to receive a greater dedication to the point as you grow in it that you would be willing even to give up your life for Jesus. How many of you know if you're on the mission field today, that's pretty much what you're saying, no matter where you are today. 
I am going to, I'm willing to give my life to Jesus, not in a stupid way, not in a foolish way, but God has called me to these countries. And how many of you know when you go to another country today, you're saying, Lord, I might not come back. That's not to scare people. I'm talking about full-time missions. I might not come back. I believe with all of my heart that there needs to be a greater dedication in the body of Christ than we have ever seen before. And guess what? Nobody can make anybody be dedicated. You can, I could preach till I'm red in the face. I could do anything I want, but guess what? The Holy Spirit has to come upon people. And my Bible says when the Holy Spirit comes upon people, they will receive power, miraculous power, and they will become witnesses. They will become more dedicated than they ever have before. I'm not coming against anybody who's been through a divorce. You're forgiven. If you are married, make sure that you stay married. But when you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, there should be a greater dedication in your marriage and in your family. When you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, there should be a greater dedication at the workplace. When you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit and speak in tongues, there should be more faithfulness and dedication to the church that God has called you to. How many of you are glad that the baptism of the Holy Spirit just isn't feelings, just isn't emotions, just isn't ooey-gooey, just isn't a lot of tears. It's saying this. It's time for a commitment for the body of Christ. You see, the most important person in my life is not my wife who's here in the front row, is not my kids or my grandkids. It is the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And every year I rededicate my dedication to the Lord, saying, Lord, I want to go to a greater level and a greater level and a greater level and a greater level and a greater level. A lot of people have dedication and passion for a lot of things, but how many of you know there's nothing better than having a dedication and a passion for Jesus? How many of you husbands, how many of you husbands are forced to watch the cooking channel once in a while? Me too, Pastor Johan. I'm just forced to watch that. So I had this husband and wife. They were up there, and man, they're cooking, and they're taking avocados. I, I hate avocados. If you have me over for dinner, no avocados. But they took the avocados, and they took tomatoes, and they had onions, and they were cooking this steak. They cooked it rare. They put their fork in it. It started to move. I mean, you got to cook a little bit more than that. And they're just sitting there, and they're throwing things on the grill. This guy's throwing spatulas up in the air and catching them back here. The audience is standing up. They invites some people to come down. He puts all this seasoning on you know he does it behind his legs and does it all over the place the crowd is standing to their feet and they're cheering they come down and taste it the family's tasted I have never tasted anything like this in my life I have <laughs> taste and see that the Lord is good uh oh uh-oh, there he goes. There, oh, there they go. Oh. I'm clocking him. He must have ran track in school. <laughs> He's on the security team. I love it. 
Well, I've threatened for two years to run. <laughs> and I finally did. <laughs> One minute, please. <laughs> How many of you have never spoken in tongues before? Can I see your hand lifted up in the air? It's your night tonight if you want to. And don't make excuses. Oh, you prayed for me last week or a year ago. I haven't received. So? How many of you know tonight could be your night? Let's all bow our heads to the Lord with every head bowed, every eye closed. Mr. Ed, you're fast, man. Are you okay? I want a pair of those shoes. Eight and a half D. I better see you on church on Sunday. That's all I can say. Look at him. He's got his head on Vivian's shoulder already. Look at him. <laughs> oh, dear. Isn't Christianity, it's awesome, isn't it? Jesus is awesome. Lord, pour out your spirit. Lord, pour out your spirit without anybody moving around. We're getting you out on time. Up in the cafe, just stay seated if you would. Lord, pour out your spirit. Pour out your spirit on our families. Pour out your spirit on our children. Make us hungry for you, Lord. Lord, take our dedication level to a new place in you, Lord. Lord, give us miraculous power. But God's people always remember this. Don't forget about Jesus. I thank the Lord for power. I thank the Lord for dedication. But it's all about Jesus, to point to Jesus, to follow Jesus.